welcome to the Fringe Youth Worker Podcast with TJ and Sunny. All right, TJ. This is uh, this is the moment, this magic moment, that you have a question of the week. You tried to tell me what the question was before the show started, and I said, TJ, I am so better off the cuff than I am thinking about things. I'm going to wait. And you said, this question you need to think about. I said, no, I don't, TJ. So without any further ado, uh, what is the question of the week? What is the QOT dub? All right. So I'm going to pertain this to youth work, right? Um, and, and it's a really simple question, but it's going to require some thought around this. What is one thing in youth work that's not as bad as everybody says it is? Like there's a culture around just talking smack about this thing. And I don't know what, you, what you're going to say, um, but what is, what is your... What is your response to this? One thing that is not as bad as everyone says it is in youth work. I already have it. I'm already ready to go. I had that conversation <laughs> the other day. <clears throat> TJ, in my job, I, uh, I work at a large clinic. It's a, it's a quality clinic led by a great man, great leadership. And I say that because they're listening. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, it's a quality organization, quality people, quality counselors. Very few of them want to work with adolescents. When they, when they, whenever they talk to me or I see them at a big team meeting, oh man, what you do, I, I could never do what you do. I'm like, yeah, you could. Well, no, work with adolescents. That's so they adolescents scare me. Why, why doesn't adolescents scare you? To me, adults scare me, uh, but to them, they're always like, adolescents scare me. How do you have conversations with them? They're so rude. To me, that that is the 100% answer to that question. It is adults being afraid to have conversations with kids. And I think I think the the root of that is stemmed in a lot of different ways because they do come off a little bit rough. They do come off a little bit, you know, rugged around the edges. But you know, once you get past that, once you remove that that that, you know, roped on shark fin on the goldfish, they're just kids. They're, mm-hmm. they're really just kids. And, 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 and I'll give you an example. This happened today. And this is my favorite part about youth work. You don't have to ask kids questions. All you mm-hmm. have to do is establish relationship, establish rapport, and establish trust. If you do those things, they will come to you with the questions. They will come to you seeking out your advice onto things that typically we think we should ask them. But if you wait and let them ask you, then they're more open to receiving it instead of just you giving it, you know, shoving it down their throats and stuff like that. So today uh, we're at the Popeye's drive through getting some chicken because <laughs> I believe in eating healthy. <laughs> and this kid goes, it's a true story. He goes, hey, man, I need your advice about something. And I'm like, what's up? And he goes... Ah, my grandma, she's always like harping on me. She, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this program and that program and I can't really talk to her very much. Man, she's always harping on me. What do I do? How do I, how do I communicate to my grandma I love her? That was his question. And like, you know, some people would think this kid's a, a gangster kid or whatever, but his question was, how does he communicate love to his grandma? I didn't mm. have to say, how's the relationship with your grandma? He, he, mm. he trusted me. He knew I was a valuable resource to him and in his eyes. And he said, hey, I have a problem. Can you help me? And we only got yeah. there because we've established trust and rapport mm-hmm. and relationship. 
And so easily the question, my answer to that question is, you know, uh, what's the scariest thing or the, the, the non, the mythical thing? It's, it's working with kids is difficult and they're rude. And are they rude? Yes. One time I had to kick a kid out of group. And as he walked out of group, he said, uh, F you fat A. <laughs> as he walked out of group, right? And so I said, uh, and I, I rubbed my belly and said, thank you. My wife's a great cook. Everybody laughed. We moved forward, right? And so you can get around it, and they are rough. But once you get past that that little rough coat that is really mm -hmm. fragile, they're just kids. And oftentimes yeah. they're kids who, if you heard their story, it would break your heart, and it would make you want to love them all the more. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, dude. I just just a hint on what you said. I mean, I see that all the time. And I'm always encouraging my volunteers. Um, as the ministry's grown, my ministry has become more to my volunteers than to, to all the students. I have a core group of students that I meet with now, um, but I, I, I mostly minister to volunteers. And young volunteers are incredibly insecure about talking to high school students. I don't know what that is. I mean, they're, I mean when you're in high school, the coolest person in the world is a 20-year-old and or a 22-year-old. and and it's crazy that my 20, 21, 22 year old. They're scared of the 16 year olds, yeah. Yeah, they're scared <laughs> of the high schoolers, you know, like that, you know, like that. It's so weird. And the funny thing is, they're both like, it's one of those, one of those situations, like they're more scared of you than you are of them, you know, like kind of like the junior uh, high dance when you try and dance with a girl, but you're too scared <laughs> to and stuff, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, well, that's even scarier because she's like a foot taller than you. But, um, but anyway, uh, no, man, I, I just, I, I always encourage them, you know, guys, if you go up and just say something to them or just start a conversation, you'll find out that they want to talk to you. They want to be around you. And you are such a, you have such an advantage to, you know, a, a, a person in their mid thirties or forties or fifties going up and talking to these students, because that's even more intimidating. And if you don't get over that in your twenties, you're not going to be a great youth worker into your thirties because you know, you just got to break through those barriers. And it's true. They're just kids, man. They're just kids. They're just kids. And that's one of the things we always learn about Respawn. You get these thugs out there. They got they got prison tattoos on their fingers and, and, <laughs> At 15 and, and on or their, 14 years uh, old. Yeah. yeah, on their necks and all that stuff. And it's like spelled yeah. wrong and like the L's backwards or something. It's like, oh, man, that was Not really for, bad planning. It's a different language. That's why I spelled that way. <laughs> yeah. But they, and you, and they look so intimidating, man. They look so intimidating. But you get them on the back of a jet ski. You get them on a tube on the back of a, on the back of a ski boat. And yeah. and they just yeah. turn into kids. They start giggling and screaming, and there's a lot more f bombs than normal kids. But they're just kids. And for me, what the thing that's that's not as bad as everyone thinks it is is this rejection, hearing the word no, having someone disapprove of something that you said or something that you like or something along those lines. One of the biggest fears in the world is rejection. I think number one is like public speaking and number two is like rejection, you know? Um, and, and, and here's the thing is, I, I go up to people all the time because I'm constantly trying to recruit people to work in the junior high and high school ministries at my church. And I hear a lot of different versions of rejection in those moments um, because it's not right for everyone. And if you actually can get okay, and this is crazy, this is, this is a life hack right here. If you can get good at being rejected and you can have thick skin about being rejected, 
um, you can live a happy, healthy life. Like I'm literally no, like, I think that is such an easy, like if you, and it's not like, I, like, like I hate when kids are like, I don't care what everybody thinks because they all care what everyone oh, they thinks, all care. right? hundred percent. You know, care. yeah. we wouldn't do this podcast and I wouldn't put things on Reddit or Snapchat if sure. I didn't care what people think, honestly. So it's, it's not that you don't care what people think. It's that you, you, you don't care as much when people disagree. Um, and, and so uh, how you handle people disagreeing, how you handle people don't not liking you. Um, again, this goes back to the internet troll is, is the number one rule of the internet is don't feed the trolls. Sure. Like the second you comment is the second you validate, validated you whatever fodder, yeah. they're saying online. And, and so if you just don't engage and you just chalk it up as, well, that's a weird person. If you do that, you've done the world a service and you've, you've helped yourself grow as a person. And, and in youth work, I'm going to tell you this so much, man, because youth workers exist in, in, in a, in a strange place. Rejection comes in plenty. Comes with it just does. Mm-hmm. It just does. And the faster you can recover from the small rejections, the, the healthier you're going to be. And the, 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 that will help you when you get the big rejections. Um, that take a little more time to recover from. Um, but again, the thing that I think that everyone's afraid of is someone disagreeing with them or saying no to them or not liking them. And I think, honestly, that's not as big a deal as we make it. Um, and you're going to find in life that if you put yourself out there, there's going to be people who disagree. It's just the way it works. But if you push through that, you know, if you push through that, you'll find that you can do really awesome things. You, you, and, 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 and that's, you know, on the backs of, you know, the Grammy thing this week. If it doesn't go well, right? Like Easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Okay, it's okay. I'll be okay. I'll, I don't, I'll, I don't want to okay. get there because Steady might start crying at this point. Uh, but, no, uh, and... L- t- l- and- and I've had and I had the conversation, and it was a it yeah. was a really, it was a good conversation to have because obviously we're hyped up, right? So you know, yeah. and I'm probably the worst offender. You know, I thought everything about what I'm gonna wear, what are my first words gonna be to Taylor Swift, um, all the stuff, right? So I've thought about <laughs> your this first thing. words to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I thought about what your I'm first eat. words to Taylor Swift should be. I'm married, and. Uh, that's it. Yes, I mean, because yes. anything else, man, you're getting yeah, into yeah, some yeah. places anyway. you shouldn't take your heart. <laughs> Above all things, guard your heart. Anyway, so so you know, I'm, we're we're hyping it up. We're talking about how cool it'd be to be go to the Grammys. I'm saying, man, that'd be the coolest counseling moment ever. But at the same time, I say, or not, right? We don't. Somebody, I say, somebody has to win, and somebody won't win, and we could yeah. be one or the other. And so you you prepare for both, and you don't get too high, mm-hmm. you don't get too low, you just roll with it. And so when you mm-hmm. were talking about rejection, I thought about uh, motivational interviewing. It's a, it's a counseling technique used as an engagement strategy for working with difficult or resistant clients, and it works extremely well with adolescents. I know this because I met the guy who designed the curriculum in a bathroom at a conference once. It was just happened to be we walked in the bathroom together and he was there and I said, "Hey, you know, I really really love your 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 theories and stuff." I say I work with kids and he goes, "Motivational interviewing work, works extremely well with kids because one of the key concepts of motivational interviewing is rolling with resistance." 
Rolling with resistance, I use every day, all day, throughout the day with every client, mm -hmm. sometimes with staff, sometimes with coworkers. Rolling with resistance is, is the key to a happy life and a sustainable life and a sustainable uh, career in this field Be because the average mm -hmm. burnout time is like two to three years in drug and alcohol counseling. But roll yeah. with resistance is simple. You know, kid says, uh, I'm not going to quit smoking weed. All right, cool. How's the relationship with your mom? You just roll right through it because if you, yeah. if you, if you meet their – their their statement with an argument or you fight against them you're giving them something to fight against but if you don't yeah. give them anything to fight against there's nothing for them to fight and then you can move on to something else and yep. so rolling with resistance rolling with rejection it's all right just move mm -hmm. on man just move on you know the most successful people in life have been rejected. Everyone, people are always like amazed by this. But they're like, this person went bankrupt five times and this person yeah, was fired yeah, 10 yeah. times and, and this person was considered a dropout. And we, everyone's like, wow, this is a great story of, of, of perseverance and all that yeah. other stuff. But the, the real story there, it is perseverance, but it is the ability to get rejected and keep moving forward because if you can if you can move forward when you've been rejected you will succeed at life you just will you will find your home you will find your people you will find your gift but if you are a person who just man everything you have to comment on everything is is the worst thing ever then you are just going to get lost in the weeds in your life and you're going to find yourself reacting to the world as opposed to being an action actual action taker in the world and and you will look at your life at the i think at the end of it and you will realize that you know, somewhere along the way, your life stopped being your own and it started to be you responding to the deep pain of your rejection. And, um, and, and so you have to just move on. And, and, and again, that's not to bypass all the therapy. I, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people who listen to this, pastors and, and counselors like you who will say, well, you know, that's the worst thing to say is just get over it. But it's not just get over it. It's learn that learn rejection to get, is going to happen. It's, it's my, just gonna uh, happen. My wife rejected me twice, but look who's laughing now, babe. <laughs> <laughs>